everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Well, when the holidays usually come around, one of the big events that people look forward to is the day after Thanksgiving, otherwise known as Black Friday. That's the day when a bunch of stores have the sales of ridiculous low, low prices. And traditionally, people would go out, wait outside. Sometimes they'd go after the Thanksgiving meal. Other times they'd, you know, do it during Thanksgiving. And wait in a line for a ridiculously long time until the store opens and they get in and they start shopping. Well, if you haven't figured out by now, this week we are starting off the Black Friday trilogy with Black Friday. So, um, this is part one of the Black Friday trilogy, which is appropriately called Black Friday. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right off the bat. I'm, I'm gonna save you guys a lot of time. I've never gone out on Black Friday. For as long as I can remember, my family has never gone out on Black Friday. Never. Maybe because part of it is we did not want to be caught up in the chaos. Part of it might be that we just didn't want to deal with the fighting. I mean... My parents, especially my dad, have told me war stories about the Cabbage Patch dolls of the early 80s and how people would beat the crap out of each other just to get a Cabbage Patch doll. So, this is South Park's way of giving us a story of Black Friday leading up to Black Friday. And... We're going to start today with this one, this first part, Black Friday. So, uh, let's get right into this week's episode, Black Friday. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 13th, 2013. And I want to point out right away that that is two weeks before... Thanksgiving. So, timeline-wise, so far, so good. So, our episode begins in the South Park Mall, where we see a bunch of security guards lined up as they are being prepared, being trained, to be ready for this year's Black Friday sale. And the thing that they are doing this year at the mall more than anything else to make things completely different is that when the mall opens, the first 30 people that get into the mall get an 80% discount on whatever they get at the mall. It's not just a store. It's 80% off whatever you get at the mall. So one of the people that 
is there is Randy. Randy is lined up and, you know, he's ready to work. He says that he's doing this to get some extra holiday money. We'll, we'll see what his real uh, motives are in just a little bit. So, meanwhile, we see Cartman dressed up as a wizard. And he is joining the others. He's joining his friends because they are now playing a new game. A new, I guess we could say a new sensation, which is Game of Thrones. And they are all participating as a Game of Thrones character. Now, I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones real quick because, get ready, you guys are going to learn something here. I am one of the few people on this planet that has never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I know. Shocking. But never saw an episode. Never saw a single episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not saying it because I'm trying to be a jerk or anything. It's just I had no interest in it. Never really thought of watching an episode of it. So to give a brief recap for those of you that have either been living under a rock or have woken up from a coma, Game of Thrones is an American fantasy drama created by David Benioff and D. Bay Weiss for HBO. <coughs> it is an adaptation of A Song of Ice and Fire, a series of fantasy novels by George R.R. R. Martin, the first of which is A Game of Thrones. The show was shot in the United Kingdom, Canada, Croatia, Iceland, Malta, Morocco, and Spain. It premiered on HBO in the United States on April 17, 2011, and concluded on May 19, 2019, with 73 episodes broadcast throughout the season, over eight seasons. The series received 59 Primetime Emmy Awards, the most by a drama series, including Outstanding Drama Series four times in a five-year period. Its other awards and nominations include three Hugo Awards for Best Dramatic Presentation, a Peabody Award, and five nominations for a Golden Globe for Best Television Series Drama. A prequel series, House of the Dragon, premiered on HBO in 2022. So, now that we know what Game of Thrones is about, let's see what our heroes are up to. Because they have been gathered together. Because they are going to get an Xbox One. Because we are in the Great Console War of 2013. Because it is between an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4. And I will talk about the both of those a little bit later on. So, the guys tell Cartman that there's no way they're going to be able to get an Xbox One. That's when Cartman tells them about the 80% discount. So now they are motivated to get the Xbox One. So we go to a news reporter and he interviews people about what they do on Black Friday. And 
This is seriously one of my favorite parts of this entire episode. And I think you'll know why. Lining up around 3 a.m., we uh, douse ourselves in pig blood because it does help us slip through the crowd when the door's open. We do it every year, part of the family tradition. Last year, we lost our youngest daughter. Her head was stepped on and crushed. But in her memory, we're going to find a young girl and step on her head this year. If anyone thinks they're going to beat me inside that mall and keep me from getting my kids' Christmas presents, they can kiss my fat vagina because I'm bringing the motherfucking pain. Uh, I think she's very serious about that. Very, very serious about that. So... Um, back to our heroes and Parker, Parker, Cartman gets another group or house. I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to try my best to do my Game of Thrones references here. They give her a deal with another house to help get them the Xbox One. But that is when we start to see some dissension among the group because not everybody wants an xbox one instead they want a playstation 4 and they go on about this whole thing of well xbox is going to be the superior here but the playstation 4 is going to have this and it ends up to where a small group of the gang splits off for the playstation 4 including Stan, which surprises Kyle because he thought he was an Xbox One guy all the way. Now, I'm going to talk about this now because knowing me and knowing my brain, <laughs> look, I, I, look, I've almost gone through 17 seasons of this show with you, our listeners, with Fro, with other people that have joined me. I tend to forget sometimes, but I want to talk about this because I actually have both an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4. It's the first time in my life where I actually have two working systems going at the same time. I, I, I never had it as a kid because for the longest time we had... The, the Nintendo, the NES. Never got a Super Nintendo, never got a Sega, never got any of that. And then I got a PlayStation for Christmas, and we stuck with the PlayStation. Then I got the PlayStation 2, stuck with that for a long time. And then I got the Xbox 360, and I stuck with that for a long time. But between my friends, my college friends, and some friends at work, I was like, wait a minute, I could get both. So I got the Xbox One first, because I was very loyal to the Xbox. Then I got the PlayStation 4, and I used the both of them. I actually play on the both of them, believe it or not. I have not bought the newer Xbox or the PlayStation 5. I'm going to tell you where I think both have their strengths and weaknesses. The Xbox... Their biggest strength, depending on how you want to look at it, is their presentation. Their presentation is fantastic. 
the handles are very easy. Same with the PlayStation 4, actually. But the handles are very easy. And you're able to watch DVDs very, very well. I mean, you could you could say the same for the PlayStation, but the PlayStation has something over the Xbox that gives it a point. The problem with the Xbox One compared to the PlayStation 4 is that it's still this big, heavy machine. Whereas with the PlayStation 4, they slimmed it down. And it's a lot better. It gives you a lot of room, actually. But the big difference between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, to me, is the Blu-ray. Now, both can play Blu-rays, but where the PlayStation 4 has the advantage over the Xbox One is that if you have a burned Blu-ray disc, if you have a burned Blu-ray disc, you can watch it on your PlayStation 4. You can't do it with your Xbox One. That's the difference between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Both are very good systems. They're both great systems. And I use the Xbox One to watch South Park. When I'm recording this show, or after I watch the show, I come to record. But when I'm watching to make my notes, I use it with the Xbox One. The only times I have not done it, or a few occasions, it's very rare. Um, a couple of times I had to go to the DVDs because, you know, the episodes weren't up on Hulu or HBO Max. Um, I think a couple, I think once I had to watch it on Amazon Prime. No, twice. Twice I had to watch it on Prime. And once or twice I had to watch it on the PlayStation 4 because the Xbox wasn't working. Or the system wasn't working. But other than that, the Xbox is my go-to for watching South Park. So there, you've learned kind of a kind of a secret behind the scenes of how this podcast works. But both systems have their pluses, have their minuses. Um, I don't think I could ever split the two. Um, honestly, I don't think I could. I really don't think I could split the two. So, back to our episode, and um, we get this really good scene where Cartman and Butters are talking, and Butters tells Cartman how he has finally watched Game of Thrones. And he's like, look, I don't mind it, because, you know, they're showing the ladies' boobs and vaginas, but, man, they're showing a lot of guys' penises. I I'm not really sure if I like that. <laughs> oh, good old Butters. Good old Butters. So, then there's a meeting with the gang that are wanting the Xbox One. And they find out that there's a problem. It's not with the gang for the PlayStation 4. It's not even the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox. The problem is there's a new item coming out for sale. What is that item? Well, why don't I play this clip and let you guys hear it. Just in time for the holidays, it's Stop Touching Me Elmo. 
When you press his back, Elmo puts his hand on your knee and says fun things. Have you ever been tickled on the inside? I'm lonely. Are you lonely? Can I watch you go potty? You want to kiss the guy who does Elmo's voice? Stop touching me, Elmo. Elmo also helps kids brush their teeth with his toothpaste dispenser. On this holiday season's biggest gift, stop touching me, Elmo. Available at South Park Mall starting Black Friday. Oh, stop touching me, Elmo. What a toy, huh? What a toy. Reminds me of Tickle Me Elmo in '96. That was a pretty big deal. So, anyway, um, Randy, we haven't talked about him in a while. Randy is in the mall and he is looking at a couple of items. He's looking at a 70-inch screen TV, and he's looking at a computer. Why is he doing that? Well, because I'm going to go back a few minutes. Because there's really a lot that goes on in this episode, and I really don't mind going back on this one. So, Randy comes home one night, and Sharon is there. And Sharon's not buying Randy's crap. Randy tells her, okay, look. I'm doing this to get us some extra holiday money. Sharon's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. So Randy admits to Sharon the real reason. The real reason is he took this job because he can be one of the first 30 people in and get the 80% discount on everything in the mall. And he's like, nobody else has thought of it. I'm the only one who's thought about it. So Randy's looking and the head security guard kind of scares him. And they have a talk. And the security guard talks about how he lost his son during the Black Friday of 1989. And he promised his wife that this would be his last Black Friday. This would be it. And this kind of gets Randy to thinking about everything he's doing. And we'll see what happens in a little bit. So Stan, he tries to convince a group to join their side of the Black Friday console wars of 2013. And who does he talk to? The goth kids. And look, even the little one is there. So I guess him betraying the goth kids to go emo didn't really cause him any ramifications of losing his spot in the group. So the goth kids, they haven't really decided at this point what they're going to do, you know, even if they're going to care about it. So Cartman is with Kenny, who is known as Lady McCormick. And they're walking in the garden and Cartman talks about how he's kind of worried about Kyle. And he's not really sure that Kyle's going to stick to the team, stick to the plan, because Stan left him. And then, a guy yells at them for being in his garden, and Cartman's like, this isn't your garden! This is a garden of conversation! 
get the hell off my garden. So at this point, the sides are looking like it's going to be in favor of the Xbox One. So we go back to the mall and Randy goes out and there are people that are standing in line behind this velvet rope who are waiting to get in to the mall. Now, remind you that we are days away, days away from Black Friday even happening. So he tells the people in line that we're not letting people line up until Thanksgiving night and everyone should leave. But if you would like to save your spot, we can offer you a red wristband. So that way, when you do come back on Thanksgiving night, you can, you know, be there and don't have to worry. Well, this is when all hell breaks loose. And people are going mad. They want to get the wristband so they can be the first in line. And the rest of the security guard team comes out. And then tragedy strikes. Because the captain of this group, the leader of the, of the security guards, he gets stabbed by a customer, a potential shopper. And everybody stops. Randy goes to check on him. And he has this drawn-out speech. And one of the things that I like is in this scene where the guy, the, the leader, he has this big scar over his eye. He has this big scar over his eye. Well, we find out it's basically a Hollywood prop. He takes it off and gives it to Randy. And he's like, Randy, you've got to lead these men. You've got to lead these men. I believe in you. And that's when Randy tells him, I only signed up to be in the in line, to be in the first 30 and then the guy dies and there's just a puddle of blood just flowing out of him. And now we get back to Stan and his group. And their group is starting to grow. Because the goth kids have joined up. So have the vampire kids. And so have the special needs kids. And a few others that I can't really tell. But they have joined up. And they're giving this speech about how they are going to get the PlayStation 4s. They are going to succeed in all of this. I want to go back a little bit again. Because there's a scene where the head of Sony gets this flyer drawn by Cartman about the, you know... Winter is coming. Xbox One is better than the PlayStation 4. And they come up with a Breck Friday Bundaroo, which gives you a bunch of stuff. I, I had to mention that because it was kind of a nice little joke there. But we get to the end. Stan is still making his speech. 
And then we see there's one more person that has joined the group. There's one more person who is now joining or has joined the group to get the PlayStation 4. It's none other than Lady McCormick. She has betrayed her own team. Oh no. And that is the end of Black Friday. And that starts off the Black Friday trilogy. Now, before I get into my thoughts on the episode of what grade I'm going to give it, I, I do want to talk about um, it's been a while since South Park had won an Emmy. We, we, we talked about uh, a couple of seasons ago the last one that they had won and they have not won since, which was Raising the Bar. This episode is the first one? Is it the first one? Yeah, it's the first one since their last Emmy win that they get nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. And they lose on this one. So the cartoon that won the Emmy the year that Black Friday was nominated was Bob's Burgers. The episode being Mazeltina. The other nominees included Archer with the episode Archer Vice, The Rules of Extraction. Futurama with Meanwhile. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Manhattan Project. So, you have a year, believe it or not, where the Simpsons are not nominated for Best or for Outstanding Animated Program, which is absolutely shocking. I find that hard to believe. You'd think that they would be up every single year for it. And I'm actually looking back, folks. The last time... The Simpsons did not get an Emmy nomination in this category. I'm still looking. This is how far we've had to go. Uh, no, still, we're still going. My God. All right, here we go. Was the last time the Simpsons, up until this time, did not get nominated in the Outstanding Animated Program category. Uh, for those that are curious, the one or the cartoon that won that year was The Roman City. How known is it? It is so known that on, on Wikipedia, you cannot click on it. There is no information about it. Uh, the other nominees include Duckman with the episode TV or Not to Be, A Flintstones Family Christmas, The Ren and Stimpy Show, Ren's Retirement, and The Town Santa Forgot. So after that year, from 1995, all the way, and we got to keep going, folks. 
all the way till 2013, The Simpsons had a nomination for Outstanding Animated Program every single year until this year, 2014. I find that unbelievable. Now, as far as this episode goes, what a great beginning to this series. This is a great setup for what I think we're going to be in for a great trilogy of episodes. Um, I'm kind of on the border on this one. I think if I was a fan of Game of Thrones, and I'm not penalizing this episode for this. If I was a fan of Game of Thrones, I probably would give this a 10. But on this one, it's so close. It really is close, folks. I'm going to give it a 9, but this is the best episode of the season right now. Up to this point. Up to this point. And we still got three more episodes to go. So I'm going to give it a 9, but I want people to know that there was consideration of this getting a 10. I'm not punishing the episode because I, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I'm not doing that. It's just... It was, it was close. It was really, really close. Okay, so a couple of production notes. From the beginning of Season 17's production cycle, Trey Parker and Matt Stone wanted to ensure that there was a two- or three-part storyline somewhere in this season. Excuse me. Because they've always enjoyed doing them as they allow for a different style of writing. They decided to actually start a multiple-episode storyline with this episode after coming off Ginger Cow, which they felt could have easily been expanded into two or three parts. We had talked about that on the previous episode. The fact that Ginger Cow had to be compressed into the standard length of an episode left Parker and Stone wanting to do something bigger even more. With four episodes left to be produced for this season, Parker and Stone contemplated making a four-part storyline but wrapped it up at three. Well, we'll have to see later down the line if three was the right decision. Decision. As for what the three-part storyline would be about, Parker and Stone said that they had been talking about doing a Game of Thrones-themed episode for a long time since they both watched the show and found many things to satirize. Butter's scene in the three episodes which centered on his understanding of Game of Thrones were the first jokes that were visualized by Parker and Stone as being one of the running gags. They also helped solidify Game of Thrones' role in the plot. Once they decided to center the episodes around Black Friday, the Game of Thrones angle became a great way to tie both stories together as Parker and Stone felt Black Friday was something that would really fit well in Game of Thrones. They soon felt that they were onto a big idea that would be received well by audiences. Before the Game of Thrones and Black Friday elements became part of the episode, the original premise of the storyline was focused on the large amount of content cut from South Park, The Stick of Truth, a video game which Parker and Stone were heavily involved in the development of. However, as the episode became more and more focused on Game of Thrones and Black Friday, the aspects which were lifted from the game 
were almost entirely scrapped. Now to a couple of critical responses. Uh, Max Nicholson of IGN gave the episode an 8.7 out of 10 writing, cleverly fusing elements of the next-gen console war with HBO's Game of Thrones. Black Friday was easily one of the best South Park episodes we've seen in Season 17. Ryan McGee of the AV Club gave the episode an A-, praising the Game of Thrones parody, saying, Why wrap Game of Thrones in all this? There's no real reason to do so, except that it's really amusing and offers up a great way to frame the overall narrative. What makes the approach really work is that Black Friday is not a one-for-one parody so much as a thematic one. Very good point. Now to IMDb. Over 3,500 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this episode is an 8.9 out of 10. 1,558 people gave this episode a 10. 974 people gave it a 9. That's the score I'm giving it. 494 people gave it an 8. And 91 people must have been very grumpy when they did this because 91 people gave this episode a 1. For males, the average rating was an 8.8 with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 category with an average rating of a 9.1. Under 18 had an average rating of a 9.5. However, only four people under 18 gave it a rating, so I'm not going to count that. For females, the average rating is an 8.6, with its highest demographic also being in the 18 to 29 category, with an average rating of a 9.1. All right, so now that I've given my rating, let's read some of the user reviews of this episode. And I'm going to start off with Sensible Escapades, who wrote, This episode was by far the funniest in Season 17 so far, and I'm sure the follow-up to this will be that much better. The episode consists of juicy topics in today's society, that is, shopping rage. uh, This person wrote Black Sunday when he meant Black Friday. Game of Thrones, and the new gaming consoles, which the writing staff make an episode out of perfectly. There are hilarious moments in this episode, something I'd miss in previous ones, finding myself not laughing at all. Especially from Randy, as he takes up the role of a security guard, but really being a sneaky little bee, buzz buzz, preparing for Black Friday. The boys act out and abide by Game of Thrones as they argue which console is the better, the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, resulting in a war between Cartman and Stan. Kenny has great moments in this as well as Lady McCormick and truly shows that Trey and Matt haven't lost their sick sense of humor. But who really cares about all that? The main thing is that this episode was awesome and hilarious and really is great. Hope for future episodes not being so mediocre. Next review is from King Horse Bite the Third. Okay. Who wrote, I thought this was the best episode since Medicinal Fried Chicken back in 2010, now three years ago. I loved how the characters wrote the Stick of Truth out- wore the Stick of Truth outfits, and also outfits from the Lord of the Rings episode. This episode made me laugh out loud multiple times. 
Brack Friday Bunderoo was hilarious, making fun of Japanese pronunciation. Randy was great as usual, and so was Cartman, Stan, Kyle, and Princess Kenny. There were lots of Game of Thrones references, such as Winter is Coming and the Passing of the Torch, when the man passed on his fake guy to Randy. Hopefully this will be a two or three will be a two of three part episode because we still don't know what will happen on the actual Black Friday. A ten out of ten, plenty of laughs and clever writing. I look forward to the next episode. Next review is from Board underscore Dragon, who wrote South Park's authors should be given the Nobel Oscars for lifetime achievement, okay? These people are completely nuts. It is the fact that everyday life is an inexhaustible source of inspiration for mockery, but South Park does it better than anyone else. This time they made a parody of Game of Thrones and spiced it by ridiculing the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and other cult franchises along the way, poking gamers, global corporations, the media, and more. And all that in the form of trilogy. Be sure not to miss episodes 7 through 9 of the 17th season. It was a rather painful experience because it is quite inconvenient to laugh like crazy while your jaw stiffened in disbelief. And the final review is from TM Fike, who wrote, I dare say that this trilogy is better than Imagination Land. Ooh. Ooh, that last statement, folks. Holy cow. Is it better than Imagination Land? Well, I guess we're going to find out at some point in time. You guys can follow the episode or follow us on Twitter at SharksPond97. And you can join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. Next time around, it is part two of the Black Friday trilogy with A Song of Ass and Fire. That is the next episode right here on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. I'm Bill, and I hope you enjoy this adventure as we go through the Black Friday Trilogy.